is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. There comes a time when we either embrace the truth or remain in darkness forever. The Lions Unchained podcast offers you the light of God's truth. The rest is up to you. Join Carl Joseph now for a powerful, life-changing word. Friend, today we will talk about the fact that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. The Bible is explicit and exclusive concerning the reality that Jesus is the only ticket to heaven. That means that all Jews, Muslims, Mormons, Catholics, Jehovah's Witnesses, Protestants, Anglican, Baptists, or even Pentecostals all need to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if they don't, they'll spend an eternity separated from God in a literal hell of eternal punishment. Just because you've sat in a church pew for 30 years doesn't mean you're saved any more than sitting in a garage makes you a car. It's the relationship you hold with Jesus Christ that defines your eternal destination, and there are no second chances after you leave this earth. Now there's a rapid rise today in a moving away from true gospel orthodoxy. This apostasy or ecumenicity is rife and many pastors right now focus on God's love and acceptance without stressing the crucial aspects of repentance, humility, sanctification and the acknowledgement of our sinful condition. They preach a gospel without repentance, declaring that any path is acceptable to God as we all end up at the same destination in the end, right? Wrong. Let's read the words of Jesus and get some clarity on this. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 15, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. These false prophets pretend to represent Christ, but in reality lead men astray with a message of a works-based religion, discovering the divine God within us all, preaching that all paths lead to heaven, but all the while dressed as wolves in sheep's clothing. In fact, there's a new dangerous wave of ministers who proclaim a gospel that won't be found in the pages of my Bible, and I'm going to name names today, friend. They claim the road to heaven is wide and inclusive, in complete contradiction to the words of Jesus Christ in John 14, 6. You see, their problem is they conform to the spirit of this world instead of conforming to God's word. Because of the pressure they feel from modern culture, they buckle to this pressure and twist God's word in their pursuit of the approval of men instead of God himself. I didn't write the Bible, friend, but I do preach it, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This ecumenical movement can be summed up in two words, cowardice and compromise. When it comes to those who will receive God's word and bear fruit, according to the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, only 25% of mankind will receive the word gladly and bear fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. The reality is this is a minority friend, not a majority. That's why Jesus said, few find the path to life. However, in religious pluralism, which I don't advocate, some posit that no one religion has access to all truth. As a collective, the ecumenical movement surmises we are all right in our choice of God, as we all serve the same God anyway, regardless of which one we choose. 
In their eyes, all gods are equal, and not one of them stands above the rest. They claim there are many paths to heaven, otherwise it's unfair to all other religions. They posit that Christians therefore have some truth, but not all of it. They claim that no one religion has the absolute truth individually, but collectively we all have some part of a bigger truth or greater good. No, 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 heck no. This is the popular gospel of inclusivism, which is preached today with such veracity and vehemence that the authentic gospel is in fear of being lost, friend. And that's why I make this broadcast to dispel these lies. Scripture says, let God be true, but every man a liar. And this compromising gospel preached by the emergent church is from the deep recesses of hell itself and is fast becoming more and more prevalent in our society. The fear of offending someone has caused some ministers to rewrite the gospel. I broadcast today to counter the rising tide of this pervasive ecumenical dogma which threatens the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Although these emergents pose as Christians, their real origin can be found in the New Age movement, and their errors stem from communing with the dark side and reading from corrupt texts to begin with. The mantra of the ecumenical or emergent church is this, truth is the barrier to unity. Friend, this is a true statement all right, because the truth divides most assuredly, because the gospel is exclusive. If a minority of the earth's population chooses Christ, then the majority will be excluded from heaven for their rejection of the truth. Choice trumps everything. Therefore, the true gospel is offensive. It's going to offend people when the Holy Spirit convicts a person of sin. Men love the darkness and refuse to have their dark deeds exposed. Jesus didn't preach the whole purpose of humanity is to go around accepting everybody in their sinful condition and not judge people. Nonsense. God's word judges you. And if you have not the Son of God, you're condemned already. We are to live by God's word and let it judge us. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, proponents of the emergent church preach that Jesus preached love and acceptance. Jesus loved people, certainly, but loving enough to rebuke and reprove some people of their hypocrisy. He was not accepting of every moral condition, but challenged people to conform to his teachings and preached of a literal hell if they didn't. Friend, I will not pull punches today. I will name these false prophets and ravening wolves who are currently preaching a false gospel that also panders to the Roman papacy, which has never preached the gospel once yet. The emergent church focuses on human experience more than God's truth, but their creed proposes that God lies within all of us and we just need to discover God on the inside. We don't need to repent of our sins and receive Christ, but instead come to the realization of a God who mystically dwells within us. Friend, this is the same lie that the serpent posed to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3-5 and reflects the teachings of the New Age movement as well. In other words, that you are a God or you can become a God if you accept Satan's lies. And even beyond that, there's nothing new about the New Age movement either. It's simply old-timey Gnosticism. In Gnosticism, evil men rewrote the Bible claiming Lucifer is the true God and Yahweh God is the devil. Lies, lies, and more lies, friend. They twisted scripture to suit their means. The Bible says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. The reality is that the liberal left has infiltrated not only our nation's political climate, but the evangelical churches as well. 
Liberalism is the hidden agenda of today's church, and the ecumenical movement is now trying to penetrate the evangelical church. The terms liberal and Christian should never be found in the same sentence, and can never live in harmony with each other. They are diametrically opposed. Now, there are three branches of this ecumenical movement. Number one, the emergent church. Number two, the seeker-sensitive church. And number three, the purpose-driven movement. They focus primarily on unity amongst men at the expense of truth and embrace New Age tenets, mysticism, Islamic sympathy, transcendental meditation, and question the inerrancy of Scripture itself. If you're in one of these churches, friend, run out of the doors as fast as you can because you're a part of an apostate movement. So here it is. These men and women of the ecumenical movement are a long list, so get ready as I read them to you. They serve as a who's who of heretics. Starting with Rob Bell, Rick Warren, Robert Schuler, Mark Driscoll, Bill Hybels, Martin Buber, Doug Paget, Eric Fromm, Chuck Fromm, Tony Jones, Dallas Willard, Jim Wallace, Anthony Campolo, Dan Kimball, Brennan Manning, Ken Wilbur, Brian McLaren, Mark Hyman, Richard Abanis, Peter Drucker, David Spangler, Leonard Sweet, Shane Claiborne. I'm just taking a breath. Thomas Merton, Mark Ostriker, Eckhart Tolle, Marianne Williamson, Jürgen Moltmann, Daniel Aman, Bob Buford, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Eric Butterworth, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, and finally, last but not least, Spencer Burke. Some of these teachers teach transcendental meditation and repetitious prayer, which seeks to converse with demonic spirits. Instead of going to God's word for wisdom, they seek false wisdom from the fallen spirit world through experiential meditation. They preach meditation, which by their definition is clearing the mind. But the Bible speaks of filling the mind with scripture. And this is true biblical meditation spoken of in the book of Psalms and Joshua. All forms of unscriptural and unsanctioned meditation result in contact with demonic spirits that seek to deceive men. Contact with these so-called spirit guides always reveals that Christ's sacrifice did not atone for the sins of man. And we should desire a cosmic consciousness where the individual has no value but the collective reigns supreme. The truth is, friend, we can never experience God through the demonic realm. This is, in fact, the very definition of mysticism and strictly forbidden in the Holy Writ. If you have writings or material by these men or women, throw them in the trash right now. They're preaching a false gospel and they are false prophets preaching heresy, leading men into eternal damnation. They don't believe Jesus is the only one true God or in the rapture of the church or eternal judgment or the tribulation or the millennial reign of Christ. They have no fear of God, friend, and do not revere his name. Their focus is saving the earth and the unity of men. They also believe that Christians can unite with Muslims because we believe in the same God, which is utterly ridiculous because Islam teaches God has no son and Jesus is not the savior of the world. This friend is a precursor to the apostate church of Revelation, led by the false prophet and ruled by the Antichrist. The great harlot of the book of Revelation embraces all religions, which are equal and on par with each other, just as the ecumenical church preaches. They proclaim that the truth is debatable and God's word is not inerrant. 
Their churches pander to culture and become seeker-sensitive to reach the lost, compromising the gospel in the process. The underlying theme of this movement is the unification of all religions, that we are all God's people and Christ is redundant. But the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, New Agers and Christians do not all worship the same God, and that's a fact. This concept of humanity worshipping the same God in different forms is the greatest lie of all, and unfortunately many Christians are embracing this false teaching as well. In the Quran, for example, it denies that Jesus is the Son of God nine times. So how can Muslims claim they worship the same God as Christians when their denial of God is written in their source text? Rick Warren especially, with his Chrislam movement, is a major proponent of the union of Christianity and Islam. But like I said, the Quran teaches the opposite. Rick Warren, who's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, and Brian McLaren recently signed a document that agreed that the God of Islam and Christianity are one and the same. They need to repent while they still have time and beg God for forgiveness before they breathe their last breath. That's the same Rick Warren who calls Bible prophecy a diversion from the devil in his book, Purpose Driven Life. That means one-third of the Bible is a diversion. I don't think so, Rick. This is the same Rick Warren who also said in an article from the Philadelphia Inquirer in January 16, 2006, that fundamental Christians are one of the big enemies of the 21st century. Friend, just because a minister is popular doesn't mean he's preaching the gospel at all. The trouble is many Christians today think popularity is the stamp of approval, even in the eyes of God, and it must mean that the preacher's message is true. Friend, don't be deceived. Dig into the Word of God for yourself and make sure the preacher's message lines up with Scripture, including mine. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.